You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Hiya, Annie here for Showreel, looking at some of the things happening in the Australian moving image industry. Today I have a, the great pleasure to introduce to you Kath Murphy, Director of Pollyanna Films, which runs as a social enterprise, which... Uh, has internships mainly for older women in animation production. Cass' story is genuinely inspirational. Here we go. I've just been reading the um, more of the background of your uh, project, and it's so impressive. It's unbelievable. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Yeah, yeah. So tell my listeners a little bit about Pollyanna and your filmic uh, journey. Okay, so I ended up on the west coast of Victoria, so down in Apollo Bay, and uh, I decided to offer animation to young people because often they don't get the chance to do specialised work like that. So just started a few projects, community houses, a couple of primary schools, and then I got commissioned by Berry Street to work in Shepparton at the Shepparton English Language Centre. And uh, so the, a lot of the kids there had uh, come quite soon from detention centres and, um, you know, many of the girls had never been to school. And so the project evolved a bit more there because of the language obstacles. So we used diagram-based software like Photoshop which is great because it has icons and then the icons have corresponding letters. And so people learn the alphabet, then progressively they learn the word associated with that image. And so, uh, and then they're motivated to learn, they learn more about the program and, uh, you know, just the language. And so, uh, yes. And uh, then we made a film and we were, actually just started our fourth project in Chef and what I found was uh, the teenagers were really enthusiastic about the storyline and certain creative aspects filming but just developmentally and you know stage of life they weren't really interested in that sort of labor-intensive focus that animation needs and uh, so I often asked mates artists or older women actually who, to help me complete the films. And so now a big portion of my um, 
animation team are older women, which is wonderful. And so now a big focus of our project is on offering digital learning and literacy learning to older women who have missed that digital boat for a whole mix of reasons, haven't focused on career, just been, you know, doing other things. And so uh, we now have uh, women who've come from the Silent Seeker Resource Centre. Some of them have no English, but they can use it as a literacy learning tool and they love to sit and work and that we now have a bilingual Arabic team. And uh, yeah, it's just progressed from there. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. Oh, let me let me uh, unpack that a little bit. Uh, tease it out yes. because you start yes. you started off. You you're a mental health nurse trained person, but you also right. went to VCA and did animation. So tell me, yes. tell me how that happened. Uh, um, look, I think you know from very young, I was quite obsessed with film actually. And I also love to draw. And so, uh, but, you know, I was a working class girl in the 70s. And so I, you know, my, nursing was in my family history. And so I went off and did that. And actually, it's been a wonderful job. And I, ha my family had quite a bit of mental health stuff. And so it was a natural progression that I went into mental health nursing a bit later. And I had, you know, just sort of a bit of an instinctive understanding of it, I suppose. And I have still done that job for a long time. I don't do it now, but it sort of informs my work a lot. And um, so I'd always, and I always did my creative work as, as a side. And I ended up, uh, took one of those overseas trips that, you know, changed your life and then decided I'd apply to VCA Film School. And animation was sort of like that perfect melding of uh, drawing and film, which I think I loved. And so just sort of found the spot then in my mid-30s. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And the thing about animation, what I've noticed uh, uh, looking at um, various, you know, really uh, accomplished animation films uh, that have yeah. come out recently is that they are vehicles. They make it possible to talk about pretty challenging stuff, don't they? Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, you know, once removed from what's real. So it it is much more, you know, it makes you much more receptive to the content, I think. And also it's sort of parred down. So you are also uh, much better focused on what the storyline is. So it's a great media for, you know, we make a, quite a few pretty tough documentaries. And so uh, it's a really great medium for that. I was really interested in, like you said, you do some pretty tough films. Um, mm. But um, one, I was really interested in things like uh, uh, I'm a bush pig, for example. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Yes. Uh, so Narelle, who is the subject of that film, I worked with her. She's a security guard at the Children's Hospital when I was working at the mental health unit there. And, you know, she just talked a lot about her childhood and she grew up on a farm and, you know, can take a truck apart and put it back together and run a 3,000 hectare farm on her own and bone a cow in five minutes and all those things. And she just naturally gravitated towards that sort of work. And so her experience was, you know, in that really classic working class traditional male roles um, 
she just talks about the sort of blatant sexism actually and how that was such a challenge for her because you know she's she's a girl but she loves those jobs and you know lots of women do them of course but and in, also in she's really competent really competent incredible yeah very very and uh pretty straight shooting she's an interesting character we're just about to finish that film actually we're in the middle of it and so you know that was but it's really impacted on her life because yes as you said she is good at those things and uh there was no veneer about people not being happy with the fact that she was good in those environments yeah so so what do you do you start off with um uh, do you start off with an interview? Like, do you meet an interesting person and then think, hmm, I'm going to interview that person and then I'm going to build a film around it? Or what, what's the yeah. process for you? It's almost always like that. Uh, you know, like just in life, you meet lots of different people and, you know, some people say, this, tell me about different stories, but all of the people that I have made films about, I have met and know reasonably well, actually, either through work or, you know, uh, mutual friends. And other stories have come up since. But, yeah, that's often how it goes. And so we do an interview and we use this animation process called rotoscoping, which has been around forever. It's just basically tracing of live-action footage. And so we do the interview, the editor chops it up, and then we create single pictures out of that and... The trainees who learn on our program just learn to trace over. So they're, they're not faced with all the complexities of learning how to animate. They're just tracing over a photo. So it's, it's a great way to focus. And it's a terrific mindful tool. Like all of the animators say how uh, peacemaking it is. I use it for that myself. Like it's a lovely process yeah. and easy to learn. Yeah. And quite, you know, the perfect fit for a doco really. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, the do you use any other forms of uh, animation that that you know that you find compelling for your own personal work? You know, separate from the group. I I definitely have, and uh, when I was a student at BCA, I because I I my BA was actually in ceramics. <laughs> I really loved. Yeah, and um, I did. I used clay to create my student film, which was about also about mental health, actually. And it was about a woman who was hydrophobic after a tragic incident. And so the wet medium, you know, so, so it really you make the decision based on the script. And uh, I've used a lot of, you know, we've done drawing on paper and stuff. But I suppose the great thing about digital is that um, it's environmentally friendly. Like we don't use any paper of any kind and we've created films you know even over covid we did it via zoom one of them so it depends on the script yeah right yeah. and you you actually in that vca period of your life you were mm. you were awarded certain accolades weren't you yeah yeah I, you know it was i was i really wanted to get in yeah. but it was a tough even to get in was a pretty tough process and it was a pretty prestigious you know it still is film school at the time and uh yeah I won best overall graduating script for my film and then it won another award or Nerado award and it did well I think it was one of those 
wonderful times when you have absolute freedom to do whatever you want and there's no limits about script or you're just writing the thing you want to write. And I think probably because I had no expectation, didn't even expect to get in actually, so I didn't feel the pressure. I just went, okay, it's amazing, I've got in, I'll just chuff along and do whatever they want. And so, you know, it just shows you uh, what you can produce when you're not under pressure, which I say to my animators all the time. Like, we don't actually have any formal deadlines. And I just go, you know, we've got plenty of bums on seats. We just keep moving. And then when it's done, it's done. If you do three drawings, you're an animator. And because there's that absence of pressure, they actually naturally increase, you know, their skills get better and they uh, get naturally faster at it. Not that that's an issue, but that's how we work. The Setting Sun Film Festival, the film festival of the West, is 10 this year. Come and celebrate at the opening night at the Sun Theatre in Yarraville on Thursday 11th of May or catch a film, event or activity right through till Friday 26th of May. All Setting Sun Film Festival details and tickets are available online at settingsun.com.au. The Setting Sun Film Festival is a proud 3CR supporter. Hi, I'm Judith Ehrlich. I'm the director of the film, The Boys Who Said No, Draft Resistance in the Vietnam War. I'm really pleased to be here on 3CR. I'm an old listener-sponsored radio producer myself and worked at the first listener-sponsored station in the world, KTFA, Berkeley, part of the Pacifica Network. So good work. Keep it up. Thanks. You're with Annie on Showreel on 3CR, your community radio station. We're chatting with animator Kath Murphy, who is the director of Pollyanna Films, an animation house in Melbourne that operates as a social enterprise. They have started production on a feature documentary based on an interview with a nurse who worked at many of Australia's detention centres and are looking to promote the work so that anyone interested in supporting them financially... Uh, to pay their interns will get on board. Here is the last part of that chat I had with Kath, who is a truly remarkable person in my book. Uh, uh, socially sanctioned, that was where the bush pig comes in. Tell us about socially That's right. Tell, tell us about the storylines, because it's such yes. a clever idea. You're such a clever person. Tell us more about it. <laughs> uh, so socially sanctioned is about their short animations, about eight minutes long, and they're all about different experiences that people have had where the powers that be have either not looked after them and known about issues wherever that whatever they were or they've actually been orchestrated by them and so uh, the first episode white woods is about merrily moss who experienced coerced adoption when she was about 19 and that's a very powerful film Moss did an amazing job, very generous interview it was. And the next one is an interview with Megan Kavanagh, a mental health nurse who I worked with. And she talks about working in, you know, a very physically dangerous environment with mental health clients who, you know, are not under control and, you know, basically being thumped before you can get security. And so they're you know, they're pretty tough. And then there's Narelle's my, I'm a bush pig. And, you know, it's, they're great stories. They've done a great job. And we've got three. I mean, we've got multiple stories. We're actually trying to decide which one to do next, but I won't talk about them yet. 
Okay, and, and tell us and tell us about the um, the detention centre one. Mm. So a good friend of mine, Mary Brabenick, we nursed together years ago. Mary, uh, she worked at most of Australia's detention centres from about two thousand and two, maybe two thousand and one, uh, probably for about a decade. And Mary, very candid, got brain the size of a planet, like she's got an almost eidetic memory and a really great storyteller. And so she talks about, you know, just what it was to be Australian before Tampa. You know, of course, in every culture there is prejudice, but something happened. And so the film is really about the fact that all of us are complicit because people were locked up for decades and they weren't criminals and they weren't proven to be even later. And we were quite passive about it. And so, and that wasn't, and that was both sides of government were involved. And I think I've often talked to friends about it. You know, like I remember when I was a teenager, we did, we made a stand, you know, we tied ourselves to trees. We stopped the damming of the Franklin. We stopped the uranium mining, but this somehow just, we just didn't do it. And there was something about how, Australian public was played politically that made them fearful in a way that they we haven't been to that level. You know, there's always you know that sort of stuff around, but not to that degree. And you know, pretty disappointing. Like I was talking to a friend about it the other night, and she said, uh, you know, she feels so disappointed. Like she travels a bit overseas with work, and she said she just feels a bit ashamed actually. Yeah, uh, I was talking to someone about this the other day too, and. Uh, about ca- Australia's casual racism. Oh, incredible. Incredible. And, you know, like how we've managed, you know, the Indigenous issues just beyond appalling. And so they will be probably, there will be at least two shorts about those. So where do you get to show your films? Where do you show them? Because they're small and uh, they're perfect. Yes. Well, we do show them. We usually do the film festival circuit. And so um, they're often on at St Kilda. Yep, which is coming up. Yeah, that's right. We've got actually a short from Shepherd and English Language Centre, the teenagers who created a film, which took a little while to finish. COVID got in the way a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's a sweet little film. They did a great job. And uh, that was nominated for an Australian Teacher of Media Award. And so, um, yeah, local film festivals, international ones, and... Uh, we're just we're just trying to get through that series, and then we'll think about um, fogging it to a broadcaster. I think we, we did have a couple picked up by uh, iVox Media in the US, but anyway, we will just plot along until the right time, and then approach a few people and see what they say. Oh well, wow. how big is your admin? Have you got any <laughs> admin support? Well, you know. Um, it's interesting that, you know, talking about that duality of nursing and filmmaking. So one thing about nursing is as you get progress in the job, you know, you you become a manager in a way, like I've worked in sort of fairly big environment. And that has helped me a lot to work out because you sort of do damage control in nursing. And yeah. so you work out what you have to do and what you don't need to do. And so I do a lot of that. And so I've actually really avoided a lot of bureaucracy in my work (laughs) and uh, 
because we don't have a lot of box ticking and because, you know, lots of the people I work with, you know, that's the overwhelming bit. The endless forms, the endless yeah. assessments, the endless, you know, they don't actually work. And so it's just really about working with good people who are honourable and, you know, my radar's not bad for that. <laughs> and so uh, it's not too bad, but we're getting a bit big now. So I've started to, and as I've trained people, you know, they're taking a little bit more responsibility. Um, one of the women, Eptahag Mesek, who came from the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre and her sister as well, Eptahag is now in charge of the small... Arabic animation group as a bilingual trainer. Yeah. So, you know, I come sometimes, but I don't need to be there all the time. So that sort of stuff is happening, but not endless sort of paper, not paperwork, but endless box ticking. We don't do that. Megan's film, A Tough Gig, was at the documentary festival at uh, the Nova. And I was, we had a bit of a Q&A afterwards. You know, there were two women who came up at the end of the Q&A when people were leaving and um, they were nurses and they were so grateful, they were nearly crying because it's just never, somehow it's never really heard in that way, like the degree of, yeah. So it's lovely when that stuff happens, yeah. And one of the reasons for why you, came, you, you know, sent us an email at 3CR was because, let's get down to the nuts and bolts of this. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a, a social, you've made it into a social enterprise. Pollyanna Films is a social enterprise that's what you've set it up as and you you've been given certain um funding uh but you you want to make sure because you offer being a working class girl you're offering mm. paid work not that's just right. let's do nice things together stuff mm, mm. no no it's it's an employment opportunity which is great and it means you know we're just about to start a feature documentary about Australia's detention centres and the traineeship basically you get paid to train from scratch and some people start with minimal computer skills some none and yeah we have been very lucky wonderful philanthropic organisations who supported us but it's just it's ongoing and there is every day I meet more and more people who would start tomorrow and I just say, look, I'll, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm trying to get some more funding. And so, you know, that's, yeah, that's where we're at, really. All right. So are you, yeah. as, so if people were interested in helping you out, um, yes. what, what's your process? What do you think? How, how have you sorted it, uh, worked it out for people to actually be helpful to you in a financial way? Uh, we can do it two ways. The documentary about Australian detention centres has been endorsed by Documentary Australia Foundation so they can offer a tax deduction Yep. so it can go through them or it can come directly to us, whichever people feel more happy about um, My yes, so our organisation is called Pollyanna Films so our website is just pollyannafilms.com and of course the, the um, Australian Documentary uh, Foundation, that you just go online and you've got a page up there that tells people all about your yeah, particular film right. project. Yeah, so it's Documentary Australia Foundation and our feature project is Complicit. And uh, we also have a series that we're halfway through, so we're on the third film, we'll probably do at least six, and that is called Socially Sanctioned. 
Yeah. Thanks for talking mm. to me, eh? Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Bye. Okay. That's it for Showreel this week. Up next is Published or Not. We'll go out with a song by the Beatles, Yellow Submarine, to get you in the mood for animation. In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines So we sailed unto the sun Till we found the sea of green listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.